I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in. Hello, it is Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, his child, all the while. You are now listening into Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. Ty, aren't you happy that there is no condemnation in those who believe in Christ? Absolutely. Is that not the best thing ever? One of. (laughs) I had to start it with that because life in the spirit, man, we've been experiencing God's hand on our lives in such an amazing way. And since we've been in Romans, he has really been speaking with us. Like I've just been so immersed in the word when it comes down to Romans because it has set me free. And who the son has set free is free indeed. Mm -hmm. So listen, um, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off by talking about Life through the Spirit. I want to read this uh, scripture. It says, Romans 8, verse 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives the life has set you free from the law of sin and death. What does that mean, Ty? What do do you think about when you you see that and when you read that scripture? Well, I really didn't get it initially until I got over into 10. And when it was breaking it down further and when Paul was saying like, you know, what his heart's desire for the people of Israel were, the whole thing was people trying to earn their salvation, you know, by keeping the law of Moses. And that covenant was broken. And he said Christ was sent into the world and he died. And that's why salvation is for everyone. It was free. It, it wasn't anything that we did It was grace that is given and never deserved. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that grace. (laughs) And just knowing that, yes, that is game-changing, life-changing. Because, um, and and it's still, like, for me, you you know how, like, you, they have all these deconstructed foods, like, they make now. So, um, like, you know, you can have a deconstructed taco. So it's not going to be set up the way that, a normal taco would be, you know, you might have like the meat on the bottom and then like the chips on the top, whatever way it is. Like, that's how it is in my mind. Constantly, I'm having to deconstruct the way that I thought about it before because, you know, you get indoctrinated. I've been on somebody's piece since I was five years old. Um, a good bit of that being Southern Baptist um, Christian teaching. And a lot of that was about do-gooders you know, and, and living a pious life and, um, you know, being humble and being modest and doing all of these things are going to be the things that are going to get you into the kingdom of heaven. How mind blowing is it to find out that (laughs) that is not (laughs) the truth? That is religion. That is someone's interpretation, man's interpretation um, of the word of God, you know, based on, some biblical scriptures, but like we talk about, people take things out of context and the context clues matter. Anyone who ever had language arts, reading and comprehension, that that's why that's a skill because context matters. You can't just remove a thing from the context surrounding it and try to apply it. And I think that's what a lot of what religion does. But the truth, which is the living word, states that we are free because we believe. Girl, yes. That we believe that Christ was sent to die for our sins and that we do believe that he is coming back and that we don't question how that's the or problem, when though. that's going to occur. 
what that you know that's the problem because we want to know the ins and the outs and we want to know the details but when Paul that's why I love Paul y'all I just love the fact that they used he used Paul to give this message you know um it's it's plain in the scripture when you start to read it because he even gives an illustration of being married you know he talks about a bride and you know them being married to their husband and if the husband dies, you know, they can marry again. They're no, under, no, they're no longer under a law. Well, that's the same thing with us and our belief. You know, when, when Jesus came on the scene, it didn't, let's say, kill the covenant that Moses had with us, but it did give us a new life and a new way of looking at things. And so, you know— because originally the salvation was just for the people of Israel. Right, right. But then it became open to everyone. It became open to the Gentiles as well. And I love how um, they talked about it being that branch. Yeah. And then um, Gentiles were grafted onto that branch, you know, from wild olive trees. Because now they too have the ability to take part in what was specifically meant for the people of Israel. I love it. I love it. It's freeing for me because like when I think about the scripture and I think about the way that you just said that, that means there is no judgment for anyone. You no. know, there's no judgment for anyone. And and here's the, the mind boggling thing that I have realized is that even with us going about the law or going about the word, I'm sorry, and reading it and applying it to our life, you know, you can believe and simply be saved. However, if you go the extra step in seeking his face all these things will be added unto you. So it's not one thing to believe, but it's another thing to actually seek his face. And those who seek him, find him when they seek him with all their hearts. That's why we're so enlightened by what this word is. That's why we're so enlightened about it setting us free on a whole nother level because we're actually doing the work. Shout out to the ladies of ISI. You know, get up every morning seeking his face, putting him first, and he starts to reveal himself through scripture to us about whatever we're going through. So specifically what we're discussing is Romans 10, 6, and 11. And basically... Through those, chapter, through those verses in that chapter, it's talking about faith's way of getting right, right with God is not to question in your heart who's going to heaven to bring Christ to earth or who will go to the place of the dead to bring him back to life. The message is very close at hand. This is verse eight. It is on your lips and in your heart. If you openly declare Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Four. It is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. And it is openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And this is what I love. Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Mm, I love he it. Shout it out the ladies of ISI. It goes further on. Verse 15. How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. That is what it's about. Spreading the word in letting people know what the real truth is, you know, not a lot of the propaganda that we've been fed um, are things that, you know, we just do because that's what we know to do. That's because that's what we've always seen or what we've always been told to do. That's why it's important to get into the word so that you can learn it and know it for yourself, eat of it for yourself. And then we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are to be the messengers among his people. We are to be the light in a dark place. And part of that is by sharing. It is sharing the word of God, illustrating it, giving our testimony about things that are happening in our life and things that he's doing. Amen. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy, but there's a light that shines so bright when you start to get into the scripture it illuminates, you know, there's already a light there. 
but it, it illuminates even more and more as we eat the scroll, as Ezekiel said, you know. Um, for me, it was, um, it was the fact that even though we don't, we don't get it right, His grace is sufficient for those, for all of, all of mankind. His grace and His mercy, and that's another part of believing in Jesus Christ, you know, that He, he gives us grace every single day because He knows how. We're all on a different path and different levels and different, different journeys, but our Father sees all and knows all, and He still extends that grace to His children just to believe, just to believe, just because you believe and you're doing the work. So, you know, we can't, we cannot just throw the, throw the word away because of some things that goes on in our lives, because sometimes that's what happens. You know, we get discouraged about what it looks like. But when you apply the word, it's a different outcome. You see something totally different. You see life in a whole new, a whole nother, a whole different way, a whole new world. Hey, you stop just repeating the same cycles because we beat ourselves up. Sometimes you feel like you're not going to ever be able to get it right because you never have gotten it right. Or, you know, you haven't had it illustrated, you know, like what that looks like. And, you know, like we were talking before, you know, sometimes we're enemies of ourselves in our, in our own mind. And just, you know, by the things that we tell ourselves, just because of what we believe in our human mind. But with God, all things are possible. You know, um, that's what the word says. All things are possible to those who believe. And that takes faith. It does. That's the thing, faith. You know, we were talking about that um, on last week, how Abraham was made righteous with God. By his faith. Mm. And his faith only deepened. Yes, it did. As we just stated, faith's way of getting right with God is not to question, but to believe. What does it mean to believe? That means to have faith in all circumstance. Faith, meaning no matter what it looks like, I know that I don't have enough money to make it. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to have enough to cover this. I know that I don't have enough food, but I know that my God is a provider because that's what he wor- that's what his word says. He will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Well, you know, it's interesting just same with faith, but you're trusting God to do the impossible. And that's the one thing that we can learn from Abraham if we don't see anything else. He just trusted God, you know, and it's always without, without even understanding, not, hey, go to a place. I'll show you where to go. Most of the time, Ty, we want to know the details of where we're going, how long is the ride, how long it's going to take us to get there. But when you totally trust God, you have to have that P word. What's that P word? What's that P word? Patience. You got to have oh, patience. <laughs> it's one of those words that's, that everybody has to have someplace and some point in your life. Love There's is another patient. P word, perseverance. Per- girl, you got to keep, you know, you keep pushing. Keep pushing. You got to keep, keep pressing push. forward. You have to. Yeah. Because how are you going to how are you gonna know? And then you have to be the example because the test is going to come. We already know what the enemy comes to do, kill, still, and destroy. What is he trying to kill and destroy? Why is he so, like, hard on you? Why is he coming after you? Because God is allowing He's him. trying to destroy your belief. You know, where is this God that keeps no weapon? From coming against you. You know, it says that the weapons formed will not prosper. It never says that it won't form. And that's what's important because that's what the enemy will do. He will take your circumstances and have you question God. You know, well, if God is so real, if God is a God of love, then why is this happening? Yes, it happens like that. But, you know, one thing about Romans, um, the book of Romans, it says many members, one body. Many members, one body. And that's why it's important for us to speak life into one another, encourage one another. 
allow ourselves to be the living word because most people don't pick up their Bibles and they're going to look at you because of your confession of faith and how bold you are with it. And they want to see how does this walk look? What does it really look like? Well, there's different gifts in all of us and encouraging is one. Prophesizing is one. Um, giving is one. There's so many things that the Bible shows us and speaks about very plainly for us to actually see. But if we're not in it or we don't see it, how can we know? Like you said, some of us don't have those examples. We don't see this, so we don't know what it looks like. But one thing about Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you unsearchable things that you do not know. I can't speak from a place I don't understand. And that's something that I do understand. That's something that I got I call and I talk to God about everything, Ty, because tell me, tell me he don't speak back. Don't he speak back? He does. And in like the most incredible ways, you know, we've talked about it like, you know, signs, miracle signs and wonders follow those who believe, you know, it can be just you looking at TV and then, um, a message in the jingle of the commercial yes. that you were watching or, you know, a billboard that you might see when you're driving. It's just, it's about renewing your mind. And that's what I love about Romans chapter 12. So chapter 12 is talking about being a living sacrifice to God. And there are like so many aspects to it. And you were touching on it as well, you know, with all of the things that we are called to do, because it does say that we're not to be lazy, that we are to serve enthusiastically. And we all have gifts. You know, if you're leading, lead. That's you know, right. if, if you're called to be a leader, lead. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Mm. But this is the part. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And that is something right there, because that's what I'm saying. When you get into the word, Ty, it's like plain as day, ain't mm -hmm. it? Like, how can you miss it? <laughs> You ought not think of yourself better than one another. You should, your love should be sincere. Like he, he, he gives us the instructions and he shows us how to walk this thing out because we do have many gifts. We are to do this and do it with a smile on our face. But if nobody ever, if nobody's doing it and the world is doing everything that everybody is doing, who's going to see who God really is through the eyes and lens of humans? Like how do we know if we're doing this thing right? The word is the only thing that's going to testify to what we're doing if we're doing it for God. And so it further says, in Christ's body, we are many parts of one body. We all belong to each other. Yes, we do. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God is giving you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. But Hello. think about what you just said. You said grace. He's given us grace for the call that's in our lives. So that's what I'm saying. We gotta, we have to extend this grace to everybody. Listen, we ain't going to always get it right. I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm not going to always get it right. We fall short of God's glory every single day. But the grace is sufficient for the call that's on your life. If God called you to it, he's going to show you how to do it. Get into your word. Read it for yourself. It's not hard to understand. Meditate on it. That's, that's the thing because you can't just read it. You know, you have to live it. Amen. You know, you have to meditate on it. You have to walk it out. Because how many times you know, have you read something or, you know, had a thought to do something in it and jot it down and then you didn't think about it anymore? You know, right. okay, you know, I read it. 
but actually meditating on it and thinking on it and applying it to different areas of your life. You know, like I was saying the other weekend when my um, husband, you know, I shared my food. That is a big thing for me. I had to laugh at that thing. To share my food. But I did it thinking, you know, love one another as you love yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I let somebody scoot on over in front of me. You know, why? Because I would want to be able to scoot over if I knew that I had missed my turn. And I had to, you know, it was easier if I could just scooch on in in front of somebody rather than go all the way back around to get back on the right path. I would want somebody to allow me. And you have to, and that, that's how simplistic it is. It really like is. Like you really have to apply it at the elementary level like that. And then the next thing you know, you're doing it in all areas. Yeah, it, well, it comes natural. You know, it's like it automatic. Does. It's like automatic. One thing that I see in Romans 12, since we're in Romans 12, is Romans 12, 9, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, and be devoted to one another in love. One Honor one another above yourselves and never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual favor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And then, Ty, it goes on to say, bless those who persecute you. Don't bless curse. and do not curse. Now, listen, that's hard for some people to do because, you know— if you push me, I'm going to push you back, you know. Or if you say something to me, you might get something said back to you. But it's another thing when you do it the way God says it because he turns it all around for the good. There is light and darkness. We can still show up as the light and do exactly what this word is telling us to do and live in harmony with one another and not be proud, but we're willing to associate with people of low position. And that's the problem. We'd be looking at people thinking that they don't belong or they didn't do it this way or we go by this checkoff list. That is not love. That is not the way our Father wants us to love one another. Love must so be the mindset of obeying laws and earning salvation because I have, you know, the haves and have nots. Yeah. So, you know, because I have, I'm better. I'm higher. You know, I'm closer to God. You know, all of these things that people, people. assign <laughs> and, and, and attach, you know, this isn't of God. This is like what people do. Every day, all day. And the thing about it is you can, in your mind right now, something can come to you and you can think of an example or illustration of somebody doing that to you. You know, right now you're in a situation and you see it for itself. It can't even be hidden. You know, what, you know, getting, being treated differently, being treated like you don't matter. I mean, it's a real thing. Yes. Um, well, just as a woman of color, period, um, you know, it, 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 you just get in situations. I was having this conversation the other day, like, you know, I always feel like I have to be twice as good. Um, you know, and I feel like I'm good just regularly. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, Gotta go to extra, ain't nothing wrong. But, <laughs> but being a woman of color, you know, you're a double minority. And so then you have to make sure that you're showing up because you don't want to be assigned a stigmatism or a stereotype of someone's perception of what you should be. And it's the same thing as a woman of God, you know, all of these stereotypes that we get assigned and I'm not even just talking about, you know, the positive ones, you know, the holy rolling ones, the, the ones that, you know, because you're saved, you can't curse. Yes, you can. You shouldn't. And you probably now, do. you know, and <laughs> I'm, I'm say not it, just you saying probably that do. you should just be, I, no, no, but I'm saying like people are human. Believers are human. Women of God, men of God are human. Just because you are spiritual, just because you are choosing the path of the righteous does not mean that you aren't human. It doesn't mean that you don't have areas where you are deserving of grace. That's what it's for. Definitely areas of opportunity. We, we were learning by, how do we learn? What's the best teacher? Mistakes. 
error because you learn from them. And then when you get into the Word, He teaches you how to go about them. God allows that learning curve, I say, when we do fall short of the glory of God. That's why Paul was so adamant about giving this Word to the Gentiles. He came to his own people, Ty, and he tried to show them the truth, but they rejected him. And that's the problem because they were under a law. They kept judging things by what they saw, not what's in their heart. And the problem is a lot of people need heart surgery. A lot of times things have been embedded inside our heart. You know, we had that show where we talked about your hearts matter because they truly do. Well, when you put this word inside of your heart and you start letting the word get into your heart, you're going to see your life change in a positive way. You're going to see God's hand in your life and everybody will be, be able to see it as well. The whole thing that Paul is trying to let them know is that all they had to do was accept it. That's it. And everything would have been like what it needed to be. And their focus, people's focus is always self. On the wrong thing. Me, 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 me. I'm doing and you are not. I'm here and you are not. You know, trying to, it's like survival of the fittest. Yeah. But that's not how we are all equal. <laughs> all of us. We are all equal. When we all serve a purpose. There are levels to this thing. It is. And everyone's race is different. And that's what is that's what's so important to understand as believer. I love how he talked about that. We are called to hospitality. We should always be prepared to serve our brothers in need. Not sneering up your nose at someone, not thinking that you're better than, not putting your head down and walking off when you should be walking over offering comfort and solace. Like it, it, it's amazing. And those are the things that are so dangerous because you have these people that claim to love God and claim to be women of God and lead prayer calls and all of these things. And then when you see them out in the open, they'll drop their head and walk the other direction. Mm. And then you're like, God. Like, how is that? But people are people, and, and His grace is sufficient for even those people. Amen. Amen. That's that's just it. Grace is sufficient for us all. And, you know, a lot of times we don't know what they got. We don't know what they have going on. They don't know what we have going on. That's why our Father tells us not to judge. He tells us not to be so judgy. Well, not to be so judgy at all, but not to judge one another. Judge not lest you be. You're right. We all Th fall That was short. the point. And He knew. You talked about that on last week. He already knew. Yes, he did. That we weren't going to be able to keep the loss. He knew it. That's why he That was the son. whole entire point. That was it. He That's knew. It. So it's just like, you know, like in dieting, you know, I, I'll use that for an example. Just because you ate a bag of chips today doesn't mean that you can't start over tomorrow or, or you know, you can't do better um, in your next meal. It's the same thing with God's grace. I love it. You can stumble. You can even fall. He is still there he never leaves nor forsakes us he already knew us knows what you're thinking no there's everything. nothing that you do that surprises him but it's these these things that we learn in society that the way that we're raised you know um I can remember my grandmother used to always say you know what happens in this house stays in this house and so Girl, then, I heard that too Shame is assigned to so many different things, you know, that we experience because we're not allowed to talk about them. And so because we're not allowed to talk about them, then obviously it's something that you should be ashamed about. It's, you know, it's something that, you know, needs to be hidden, but that's not the way that it is with God. He knows all and he wants you to trust him with everything because there is no shame in him. Well, he has the antidote, which is his son. Mm -hmm. he, he has a, he has the, the solution to the problem, which is his son. 
That's why it's important to know who Jesus Christ is. That's why it's important. That's why I believe. I believe because I've had those encounters. I believe because he is a man of his word. The Bible tells us that he'll never put us to shame. The Bible tells us that, you know, he is who he says he is. Although we may stumble, it even tells us, though you may stumble, you will not fall for it. He will keep you in all of your ways. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. So if we know what the word of God says, then, you know, we got to know the tests are going to come. We got to pass the test. And there's two sides to these tests. Either we can outwitting the devil, either it can be negative or it can be positive. positive. It's going to be up to us and how much of God that we're getting. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. I believe that within my heart. So guess what? I'm seeing it as a man thinking so is he, Ty. It is in the word. And when we start applying the word to all of our situations, it just gets better. Even though it doesn't make sense because it's like, how can a word make this better? But it does. It, and before you know it, though, that's what's so crazy because, you know, I find myself a lot of these days, you know, um, I'm in a bubble, you know, right now. You know, life is um, pies and um, every day, you know, it's intentional, you know, to bring God into it. It's, you know, intentional to just keep speaking his word, you know, over and over. And, and, and to some people, you know, it looks crazy, you know, because people will be coming in the room, you know, sometimes, you know, when I'm praying or when I um, have the praise and worship on and, you know, I'm all lively going along with it because, you know, they're taking a look at my situation. They're like, oh, yeah, feeling sorry or sad, you know, but they don't even understand you that know? I'm praising him in spite of because I already know that all things are possible through him. I already know if he never does another thing, he's already done enough. I know that he has me in the palm of his hand. You know, every day, you know, I talk about how he is upholding us in his righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. I know that. I mean, you have to be there. You have to be there. You have to like trust him enough to be going through the most dark period in your life. And you hand it over to him. You lay it on his doorstep because nobody else is going to be able to do it. You know, they got that little meme going on, get somebody else to do it. No, you can't get anybody else to do it. You're in a situation, yeah, you're down, you're out. There's no friend that you trust. There's nothing that you can do yourself. Hand it over to him. And I promise he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, people look at me and I think that they think that I'm a little... Girl, no. I look at you like, yes, that's <laughs> my that's my friend. She's a warrior. She's warring. I might be, but I mean, I just trust God like wholeheartedly because it's not the first time that I've been down. This isn't, you know, my first rodeo. Like you hear people say, this isn't the first time, you know, that I've been in a place where I felt like my back is against the wall and I don't know how I'm going to come up and I don't know how I'm going to come out. But, you know, it's like a cat with an allies. I always land on my feet and it has nothing to do with me. Mm. It is him and his love for me. He is so faithful in the way that he loves us. All that he asks for is relationship. All that he asks for is you to allow him in and for you to trust him with it. Mm. Not that you're trying to handle it too, but that you trust him with it. Because a lot of times, you know, we're out here fighting and we want God to jump into the ring, but he can't because we're too busy fighting. Well, our, what, what, what was the saying? Our arms are too short to box with God. You know, we can't fight this fight because arms ain't long enough. We can't do it on our own. We have to trust God with every aspect of our life. And I just want to say and leave you guys with this. 
Count it all joy. The Bible tells us to count it all joy, these trials and tribulations, because guess what? It's forming us. It's making us better than we've ever been in our entire lives. Be still and know that he is God. And when he is silent, he is not still. Amen. Peace. Come on in high. Come on in high.